Welcome to Smart Chronicles. Now this is season two, episode one. And this season, there's going to be a theme. We're going to talk about the degrees of separation, basically answering the question, why do I know you? Where did we meet and what you got going on? In this episode, once again, I have the pleasure of speaking with Miss Ebony Payne English. Now we're going to talk about her new project called Kungoza. Now this word is Swahili for lead or guide. And this is her short film and well, when you listen to the interview, she'll give a little bit more information about what this project entails. Now, on to the degrees of separation concerning me and Miss Payne English. Now, how do I know her? Well, I know her directly from the adult poetry community here in Jacksonville, but she's also been my partner in crime concerning the youth poetry scene. Now, who is Ebony Payne English? Let's take a look at her bio. Ebony Payne English is an author, performer, playwright, educator from Duval County, which also means, you know, it's Jacksonville, Florida. We call Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. She is the first woman to establish her own chapter of the international poetry organization, Black on Black Rhyme. She is the 2017 Cultural Council of Greater Jacksonville's Emerging Artists and the recipient of the Spoken Word Gala's 2017 William Bell Humanitarian Award. She currently serves as the executive director of the Performers Academy, a 501c3 arts education organization in Jacksonville, Florida, and is the founding member of the board of directors of Southern Fried Poetry, which produces the largest adult regional poetry slam in the nation. As author of graphic novel, The Random Happenings, as well as an award-winning poetry collection, The Secrets of Matei, currently available on Amazon, Ebony has been featured in esteemed publications as well as digital, digital outlets such as the Florida Times Union, PBS Home, Hometown, WJCT's First Coast Connect, and My Black Matters. In her 17 years of professional experience, her performances and accolades include the New, New Orleans House of Blues, Essence Festival, New Yorican, Cafe, Crossroads Theater, TEDx, Jacks by Jacks, as well as countless other colleges in universities and prestigious entertainment venues nationwide. Now she has critically, she has been in a critically acclaimed play on purpose. Not only did she star in it, but she wrote this play. It was produced by poet and philanthropist Heather Moore and directed by Juilliard alumni and artistic director to Phase 8 Theater Company, Jamario Stills. It was her de debut as an American playwright and opened with record-breaking success. Now, March of 2021, which was just a couple weeks ago, she had the great experience of releasing her first short film titled after her sixth studio album, Kuangoza. During this interview, she, we're going to just discuss what this movie entails and what drove her to write and not just write what drove her to create this, put it on paper, and then have the audacity to move forward and produce this and have it put in film. So I hope you enjoy the interview. This is episode one, season two, Smart Chronicles. Hello, this is Tiny Smart, Smart Chronicles. I am here with Miss Ebony Payne English. How are you this morning? I'm blessed. How are you? I am excellent. Excellent. I'm excited to hear about your new project that you have coming up, your your short film. Do you want to talk, tell the audience a little bit? 
Well, well, let me give a synopsis and then you can, because you were the, the writer, producer, I was gonna say director, but you basically, you did the, what's his name? Um, I see his face. I was actually watching the masterclass on him. Tyler Perry, you did the Tyler Perry without doing the directing on this. But, um, <laughs> hands and everything. So here's a synopsis. Um, it, it, it's a basically a, a movie about an ancient Greek myth into an urban setting, subverting it to address poignant issues plaguing our patriarchal society, punished and tormented for her beauty in the classic telling the tragic character of Medusa is transformed instead into a heroic figure in this genre bending time warping film about desire, betrayal and female empowerment. So the title, the main character is, say the name again. Kuangoza. Yes, which is? It's I know Kiswahili for guide or lead. And, and where else do you use this? This is what I have my students refer to me as because okay. I, I consider myself to be a guide or a lead to the creative people. So I, they call me Kuangoza. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, um, and, and people don't know, I asked that question because I've sat in workshops. She's facilitated over the years and, and heard her um, have the students call her that. So give your backstory of this short film and like, where did this come from? Well, <laughs> I um, I love black women, <laughs> and I think that the way in which they are depicted in hip hop music um, is a bit um, dishonorable in most cases. I think that there, a parody has been made of the successful and beautiful um, black woman. Um, when it comes to entertainment. And I believe in telling full circle stories. So um, we're human and we're subject to the human condition, which is to say that we're layered uh, just as all humans are. So nobody is just one thing. Um, but the hypersexualization of the black woman to me has been like the trend mm -hmm. um, for centuries. And I wanted to use my platform and my voice to offer something different to offer something else to the young women who uh, love hip hop music and who would like to see themselves and a figure in hip hop. So Kuangoza is a film about a beautiful black woman um, who uh, was betrayed by her lover. And, um, you know, domestic violence is a big thing. Um, and so uh, she was killed by her husband. She was murdered by her husband. And she was uh, queen of the Nile at the time. She was murdered by her husband. And um, she reincarnates as Medusa. And she becomes the protector of women. Uh, so it's like she's almost like a superhero. Or she goes around and she just looks after um, Black women. And uh, that's the story that I wanted to tell in my first film. Uh, I'm very much enthralled with fantasy as a genre, with sci-fi as a genre, and um, I love comic books. So anytime that I get a chance to write a heroic figure, um, I'm excited. And, and this is an opportunity where I got to write a heroic figure that happens to be Black and film. So it was all the more um, inviting for me. I did an album called Kuangoza. And 
the album is about the black film experience being from the south um and 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 because of that i wanted to like take it to the next level in the film like okay i have this album about uh a black woman's experience um growing up in the south and being in love with hip-hop what am i gonna do with this like if it was a score for a major motion picture, what would the story be? And so like uh, one of the executive producers, his name's Jody G. And um, he had this idea of like taking our favorite hip hop songs and writing movies about them, like listening to the songs and then developing our own movies based on the hip hop seal. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did with my whole album. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna write a movie based off of this music like what 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 do I imagine you know this music is like the score to and that's what gave birth to the short film Kuangogo. Wow nice. So when you were saying um when you alluded to because I'm going to go back we'll talk about the film but when you alluded to black women their image in hip-hop I thought about the panel discussion that you were on was it a month ago two months ago? Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna get too deep. We're not gonna get too deep into that. Yeah. But um, one of the comments that were made was that black males don't have a platform um, in which they can speak and, and be themselves. And your response was, I, I thought it was brilliant because I'd never really thought of it this way, but your response was hip hop is the black male platform. Absolutely. They have- And it's a global platform. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, and has been. Yes. Absolutely. You know, although it was founded by Black women, mm -hmm. it has become the Black man's platform to vent and express himself in any manner he chooses, even if it's at the expense of the Black woman. And, you know, we don't, we don't give them too much. We don't complain a whole lot about it. And we don't interrupt them. Mm. We support them. We buy records. We buy concert tickets. We stream. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We dance in a video. <laughs> we sing their hooks. You did. <laughs> so I uh, absolutely. But when you talk about the black woman's platform, when you talk about where where is she safe to express herself, to tell her whole truth mm -hmm. and be her whole self without being interrupted, while being supported and encouraged. I I cannot name one besides my sister circle, which is private and individual for each black woman. Yeah. Um, but I can't name a public forum, a platform um, that is tailored and has historically been uh, that kind of a space, so. Do you have any hope that there will be one? And I, I'm, oh, I'm absolutely. But I just mean in the next few years, do you see any uh, platforms right now that seem to be gaining some some um, momentum or popularity, things along those lines? Absolutely, mine. Okay. Right. Absolutely mine. The Ebony Paint English brand nice. is a safe space for Black women to be their whole selves mm -hmm. and to be supported and encouraged while doing so. Nice, nice. So tell me who else is in this film, the short film. Um, it's starring Reek James, which is great because uh, my whole thing is about making Black women's dreams come true, right? So I was on Facebook one day and I had already decided I was going to do this film, but I just didn't, I hadn't um, 
like thought thought that far that deep into casting and things of that nature. I just knew I was going to be in it and I was going to base it off of my outfit, right? And so um, Rick James is a, a thrift store owner here. She owns a thrift store called Six in the City. And um, she's a model and a stylist. And she's also a single mother like me. She has a toddler named Sita um, like me. And so um, she posted that she's always dreamed about starring in somebody's music video. And so I, I DM'd her and I said, well, you can be in mine. You can be the star of mine if you want to. And she was like, oh, gee, really? And I was like, no, I'm being serious. If you want to, you can star in my film. And she was like, I would love to, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And so that's how I cast, that's how I cast the star was she said one of her dreams in life was to start in a music video. And I was like, okay, well, let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. Funny thing is I was already going to make this movie. So it was easy like that. And so uh, Rick James is the star. And then um, I play the Medusa character. Uh, uh, Rick James is the, Rick James plays the character Neodora. Um, and then uh, Blue Manati, he plays uh, a character named Lion. Um, he uh, is my counterpart in the film. And then uh, we have Lady G. Um, she plays Nikki the Hood Witch in the film. Um, and she does an amazing job. I'm so excited for everyone to see her in this light. She does an amazing job. Um, then we have uh, Moses West, who plays X-Men. And then um, we have Ebony Murray, who plays Nuka. Is this everyone's first time being in a, a film? Um, it's not Blue Minotti's first time because he he does he's an actor, um, mm -hmm. and so he's been in quite a few movies, like full length feature. Uh, so he's the seasoned of them. Um, this is my first film, and this is Rick James's first film. Um, but Ebony, she's a model, and so she's been in a couple films. Um, the other Ebony Murray, she's a model. She's been in a couple films. Um, I'm not so sure. Well, I know it's not Moses's first film because we we were in uh, the youth at the Performers Academy. They did a short film, a horror movie for Black History Month, and we were in there. We were in that film, so I know it's not his. So we we got a great cast, though. They held it. Nice. So how long did it take to shoot this? We did a month and a half of shooting, and this was done locally, right in Jacksonville. Yeah. And in Atlanta, we filmed in Jacksonville and in Atlanta. And how long is the, the film going to be? It's a 45 minute short. Nice. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about um, like who were, who's the, who's the brand, the person behind the fashion and the makeup and all those yeah. things. Like <laughs> you guys, you know, you put it together, you, actors, you wrote the story, you've got the actors, got the director. Now who's the one who made you all beautiful? Yeah, so, um, my style team is unmatched, unmatched, period. Uh, so uh, 
Rare Honey Aesthetic has been, um, it's uh, designed by, that clothing line is designed by a woman named Sia Ann Walker. And uh, she, as a fashion designer, um, I've been like so drawn to her work because it's deeply spiritual. Her work is deeply spiritual. And when I wear her clothes, I feel the most like myself. Like it's a remembrance of myself, of who I once was. And I love her clothing so much. And so she um, took the lead on styling for myself. Um, and then Reek's styling came from her, her thrift store, Six in the City, uh, which is amazing. And then uh, Workout Babe Apparel, uh, they did uh, some looks for the film. Um, they actually designed a, a emerald green workout fit just for my film. Like it's a sports bra and a tight set that they designed just specifically for Kuwongoza. So that was like a big deal. And I felt uh, quite honored. Um, and then we have Candace Miller who did some, she's a plus size model turned designer. And um, she did a look for me for the film. Um, and she also did the look that's on my album cover, the look that I was wearing on my album cover. It's amazing. My hair um, was done by Lady G who's also starring in the film as well. And so that was amazing. She was um, in charge of my hair and she did an impeccable job with the looks, uh, with the beading, with the Medusa. She killed it. She just held it down. And this then her, her company, is Lady G have a? Natural Wonder, Natural Thank Wonder Salon. And she has her own product line. So yeah. uh, she, she did my hair using her own shampoo, her own conditioner, her own uh, lock gel and her own uh, moisturizer. Uh, so I was, I was in there. I was just like, you know, I'm doing business with the business. Uh, product though. I, I see yes. her tomorrow and I follow her, but I didn't know she had product. She no. has her <laughs> own product, hair care product. Yes. Yes. And it's amazing. It's called Quench and it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, my makeup is, uh, it was done by Diana Torres um, and her, her company is called Delightful Expressions. And she is just unparalleled in the industry. She, she, uh, man, uh, I've never been surrounded by so many women who are so gifted, like the very best in the game. Um, and us all coming together, it was like, you know, Voltron. <laughs> like, we just like, let's, let's, let's fuck it up, ladies. And, and, and we did, and we did. So I'm, really excited about this film because it's just so much talent and so much art so much art you know and like just beautiful artists coming together to do something amazing um it meant a lot to me it meant a lot to me and um and then miles uh the director miles Yasso, who uh goes by miles dante he um he really brought my vision to life like i pitched to him the idea i sent him the script and I sent him the album and he, uh, he himself is like a jazz musician. Uh, he, he has his bachelor's in um, composition. And so he had a deep understanding of what I was trying to accomplish, but on an artistic level, not just um, from the lens of his camera, but actually as a musician, he was able to understand um, where I wanted to take this album and how to translate what was musical into what was visual. And I'm, I'm really honored to have worked with him on this project. It came out so lovely. 
And I say, there's also another company that's um, that's been affiliated with, with the project and that's Black Films Matters. Do you wanna talk about what it is that they do? Yeah, so Black Films Matter um, is founded by um, Trey and Aaron. And uh, they're two Black men who wanted to support uh, Black films, especially during the pandemic because Hollywood took a major hit. And we all know uh, Black films have a hard time getting greenlit in Hollywood. And so uh, really they started just to support indie filmmakers, Black indie filmmakers. Um, and so they wanted to like do showings and screenings for their films and um, draw crowds and draw attention, media attention to the Black films that were coming out independently. Uh, and what ended up happening was during the pandemic, uh, they took that a step further and promoted the Black films that were coming out into theaters um, and dropping on these streaming platforms during the pandemic. And they were doing showings and screenings and red carpet events uh, to support these Black filmmakers who were still going to push through um, the pandemic and, and present their work at a time where people just weren't going to the movies and people were not um, just, just spending money um, on films. And so they, uh, Trey actually showed up to the set <laughs> while I was filming uh, one of the scenes from the film. He was invited to set by Maul Jones, who has a cameo. And um, when he came, he was like, you know, looking around like, what's going on here? And how did I not know this was happening? <laughs> and let's give me your information. Let's talk about this. What is this? Because I love this. And tell me all about it. And so when I told him about Kuhn Goza and the, the theme of the film and uh, I gave him the plot breakdown and stuff, he was super excited and asked how could he help me? which is a question I don't get often, but how can I help you? How can I be of service? And um, my thing was, I just, I just want uh, to do it justice. I wanna do a screening um, and tribute to Black Hollywood because that's what La Villa once was um, here in Jacksonville, the La Villa neighborhood. It was like Black Hollywood, you know, Ma Rainey owned a bar here. Okay, you know, uh, everybody used to hang out here. James Weldon Johnson and his brother Rosemar had the place thumping with celebrities and black royalty and Zora Neale Hurston used to post up out this way. And I just wanna, I just wanna go into that neighborhood and do a screening and do it safely. Um, and so that's from there, the mm -hmm. purple carpet screening was birthed um, from that conversation with Trey. I had to do a presentation about the um, history, Black history of Jacksonville, and I learned about the Norman Studios, and then just took a deeper dive into American Beach, and you hear about all the famous people. And years ago, I heard about, um, heard someone say, and it was probably Centurion who said that, no, it was before I met her, someone said that Jacksonville was the Harlem of the South before there was it really was. Harlem. It and really you hear was. about like, a lot of people, when you hear about all of the writers, from like the early 1900s, probably till the 60s or 70s, even the 70s, because the, the woman who played George Jefferson's mother, she had um, been here for a, a little while as well. But when you hear about these people, at some point they came through Jacksonville and Jacksonville wasn't this city that you had to be purposeful. You, you had to be intentional to want to come here because it's at the bottom. It's, yeah. it's it's in Florida. It's not yeah, somewhere yeah. where you have to in the middle of the country where you just have to fly through to get to your next destination. So you're intentionally coming here and you see yeah, all of the yeah. names as we're doing the research, you see all of the names of these famous black people 
uh, all of them, how they came to Jacksonville, Florida, and then you don't hear about it anymore. And it's it's very, um, not sure why it's not this reputation, this dialogue hasn't continued, but all of these people came through here. And you talk about the, the black businesses that were owned and the guy who actually create, um, helped build up American Beach was a millionaire <laughs> through insurance and things along those lines. And there's a history of us gaining wealth through insurance, especially in the South. And I think started in, in North Carolina, but it was, it, it was big in Florida as well. So that's your next film, Ebony. I'm giving it to oh, you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> giving you more on this Monday. Say less. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So my last question is, when is this dropping? Uh, the film, the screening, the Purple Carpet screening is Sunday, March 28th. That's mm -hmm. this weekend. Um, at uh, 6 p.m., we're going to start the Purple Carpet in front of the uh, Jesse Ball DuPont Center Mosaics of me and Zora Neale Hurstner. And then at 7 p.m., we're gonna do opening remarks and start this viewing at the main library in the courtyard. Um, it'll be outdoors, socially distanced uh, at tables because it'll be dinner and a movie. And it's catered by Exclusively Kiss, which is another black film owned business that yeah. is killing the game right now. Um, celebrity chef Coco. And um, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited. So whether will people uh, have any uh, additional opportunities to see this? Uh, they they will. I'm submitting to film festivals. Mm -hmm. So I won't be making it public on the ebonypaintenglish.com platform just yet. Mm -hmm. But once all of my submissions are in and I've gotten my responses back, it will be available on my website for viewing. So that should be later this year. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. So last thing is what are your social media handles? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ebony Oshun. That's E-B-O-N-Y-O-S-H-U-N. Um, on YouTube and Facebook, I'm just Ebony Payne English. E-B-O-N-Y-P-A-Y-N-E hyphen English like the language. Okay. Well, thank you for your time, Ebony. Thank you so much, Tanya Smart. I was honored to be here and talk about my film my first film with you <laughs> I, I, I had to clean my office this weekend and I I pulled out your book and graphic novel and I'm like yeah. dang this is something which else. is now a kindle ebook like, this it's is official something else. that yeah. happened last week yeah nice, nice. Uh, so, about that. yeah I'm, I'm feeling good about it <laughs> how did how did how long did it take for you to um, get it to the point where it's Kindle and it's available? A year. Wow, nice. A year, but it's it's there now and it's available. I'm I'm excited. So I can go to Amazon. Yep. And and oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my graphic novel and now my 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 poetry book was already there, but now my graphic yeah. novel is there as well. So it's good stuff. Good All right, stuff. big time. I'm, I'm doing it. Still pick up the phone and answer the call. I, I owe you big. <laughs> I owe you big. You're my OG. <laughs> we got to continue to lift each other up. I told you that before. I, yeah, told you that I tell Mahogany Rose that anytime her and her her cousins uh, bicker, I tell her, <laughs> you know, we must love each other and support each other. Yeah, and we bicker. But yeah. at the end of the day, like sometimes, sometimes we lose. <laughs> I've done it. We lose sight of like 
Like, what's the goal? Like, we could be mad. We're, we're gonna be human. Yeah, but how are we gonna? <laughs> don't turn around. Like, you know what? I'm not even. Yeah. I'm not supporting anything they do. Bump them. Whatever. Yeah. But then we turn around and support somebody else, and we don't have that kind of reaction with with other people. Right. We're never gonna get along. And there's this. Sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves to say we always have to get along. We can have different opinions, and we can that's argue. Right. That's fine, and that's normal. But at yeah, the end of the right. day, we all have that same goal because nobody's going to, I'm, I'm not quite sure who you think is going to lift you up, <laughs> but your team. <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. All right. I'm going to let you go, Miss Ebony. All right. Have Great. a wonderful day. Thank you. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.